Hello and welcome to the All Purpose NFL Podcast with AP and Trey. I am AP. He is Willie Trey Wheeler. How you doing today, sir? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I will say that it is hilarious to me that in recording the podcast, we've spent the past 30 minutes just talking about football and realized, oh yeah, we should actually, you know, start the show. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. Um, and we'll kick it off with the Thursday night game. I don't think that there – I think there's a lot to say and not a lot to say in the same token. Here's what I will say. I think it was a really good game. I think that it gave um, Will Levis another opportunity to showcase why he should be the starter. Um, I think it also showcased that – I'm going to go off on a little tangent on the Steelers real quick. Oh, please do, brother. The Steelers are in one of the best and worst positions that we've been in. However, I think you will agree with this, Willie, because when we went 11-0, I think in 2020, you continuously said this is the worst 11-0 team you've you've ever seen. I did. They They were the worst undefeated team I've ever seen in human life. And from that point, We've had a couple of seasons where we're down, but even then, we've still been good enough to, like, have a level of success. And this season is no different. We're five and three. And for all intents and purposes, we've had our bye week, and we'll probably beat the Packers this week. We'll lose at the Browns. We'll lose at the Bengals. We'll beat the Cardinals, probably beat the Patriots, Probably beat the Colts, lose to the Bengals, lose to the Seahawks. And depending on what's happening, we might win against the Seahawks. Um, And probably win at the Ravens. Because by that point, I'm pretty sure the Ravens won't care about seeding because we think they'll be front running and not need that game. So we're looking at a 10 7 season with them. I'm I'm gonna rearrange that a little bit. I think the Ravens will still have something to play for, considering number fifteen is over there. Uh, I do spot y'all beating Seattle, so I'm gonna trade that out. I'm gonna say you lose to the Ravens, but you still get the ten and seven record by beating Seattle. I don't think Seattle's a real football team. Yeah, and so we're going to talk about like frauds later. But I think that the Steelers are the worst type of fraud because they're. it's not like the Dolphins or the Seahawks who are like teams that you would say are pretty good and have the pieces and things in place to where you can see them having success. We don't really have those pieces, but we winning. And it's frustrating because we're going to keep doing the same thing despite the fact that it's not actually working it no it's working but it is it is an ineffective model and at some point you would expect it to fall apart but it hasn't happened yet and i don't know that it will like realistically i can foresee us again going 10 and 7 keeping kenny pickett Keeping George Pickens, keeping Deontay Johnson, um, Pat Fryermuth will be back. We have TJ, we have Minka. Um, 
Broderick, Broderick Jones isn't starting for some, for whatever reason, but I feel like next year we'll draft the first two offense, like we'll draft offensive linemen with our first two couple of picks. Um, we'll start to rebuild the offensive line and try and make it worth something. And we'll probably look at another nine to 10 win season next year. People will be really impressed and it'll still be just kind of there. And so as a Steelers fan, I'm like, I am happy that we're winning, but I want us to stop winning. I want us to be bad so we can actually fix the problems that are there, but we're not going to fix them because we keep winning. (laughs) Do, Do you have any thoughts with it? In regards to the Steelers, I think, well, I have some of it and some of them are safe for later when we talk about frauds and real football teams and things of that nature. But at the same time, the Steelers, like you said, they're they're a really good team. It's an ineffective way of winning long term. Um, and let's let let's let's be real. We know what the problem is. There's two problems in the building. Um, actually three, and one of them you already said how y'all were going to fix it. The one of them I told you about before he even got arrived in the in the building. And another one, I, I, I didn't know he was this bad. Uh, but and for our listeners at home that you know don't know about our offline conversations, I told AP Kenny Pickett is not it. He's not it at all. It showed. Uh, I think his days are numbered. But Mike Tomlin won't allow it because, well, he's stubborn in a good way. Like he is not going to allow his team to fail. He is not going. He will put in whatever work and whatever scheme needs to be done to make sure his team does not fail. They may lose games, but they're not going to fail and have a terrible season. They're just not. He's not built like that. They're not built like that. That's not the Steeler way. So Kenny Pickett will be there, like you said, next year. He'll be there the year after that to exercise a fifth-year option. He'll probably get forty-five to fifty million dollars to be average, and that's just how it's going to go. Unfortunately, like you said, they're gonna they're they're just gonna be there, but they're 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 so good defensively, so good, and the Steelers do such a great job of scouting. I mean, the receivers they developed. I mean, every time you look up, there's a new person rushing the passer. You go from Lawrence Timmons, James Harrison, uh, Ferry. I know he was more of a middle linebacker, but he could rush the passer from the interior as well. And you fast forward it. You 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 got you had Bud Dupree at one point in time getting 10 sacks with y'all. Now you got this Highsmith kid, this TJ Watt guy that for some reason people just don't double team. I mean, and it's just year after year. Now y'all finally look like y'all got a corner now. And Mr. Joey Porter Jr., uh Minka eventually is gonna come back like y'all stay doing things to keep y'all relevant and in the mix. But that, unfortunately, is the same reason why y'all will never actually get a franchise quarterback, which I actually need. Because let's just be honest. If you throw oh, – I'm not even going to go to the to the moon. But you, you give that defense um, – let me think. Oh, that's a good one. 
That's yeah, that, that's actually a real good one. You give this defense sunshine, see what happens. Who you give this like I said, I wouldn't even go way up there to the to the boroughs and the and the obvious ones, Harvard and the, no 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 no. Give them sunshine. Just give this give the Steelers sunshine. See what happens. I'm gonna hit you with one that I think is not necessarily better than sunshine, but is at a lower point in his career. But if we had him, we it would be just as deadly if he could stay healthy. If I, I want to make sure that's there, if he could stay healthy, give us Matthew Stafford. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be fair either. George Pickens wouldn't be deleting people off his Instagram. Not gonna talk. Yeah. Um. So I want to move over to the Titans because I'm interested to get your opinion on this thought I had earlier. I'm concerned for the Titans. And I am concerned for the Titans because I think that Will Levis might be the second coming to Ryan Tannehill and it's going to set them up for so much disappointment because we've talked about it. There was a point in time where one of our friends on Facebook like blasted you for the idea that Ryan Tannehill wasn't good. And years later, he's still harping on that. However, what did Ryan Tannehill come in and do? Take starting job, play amazing, lead him to a playoff berth, be great in the regular season at times, and now every Titans fan wants to get rid of him. You yourself have talked about the fact that Will Levis, at the point that you thought that Will Levis would go in the first round and you figured the Titans would pick him in the first round. You said you would call Paul and just laugh at him in his face. They ended up with Will Levis. And the idea is still there that, yeah, Will Levis looked really good and he's looked good these past few past few weeks. More power to him. Great. However, Ryan Tannehill looked great too. And look where you are four years later. So I'm, I am concerned that the hype around Will Levis might be fool's gold and he might actually just do the same thing that Ryan Tannehill did. What, what do you think? I think it is different, but the result will be the same. This is what I mean. If the Titans continue down the path that they're on, it doesn't matter what Will Levis does. What I mean by that is this. Will Levis, to me, from, and the reason why I laughed at our good friend Pauls because his last season at Kentucky was abysmal. His decision-making was very questionable. Actually, it was questionable at best. He had a cannon for an arm. He had a live arm, but I, it was the decision-making. And we've talked about previously with our good friend Jameis Winston. He has one struggle, decision-making. And that led him to basically being now a regular backup quarterback. That's what I saw to Will Levis. I saw poor decision maker. Did he impress me against the Steelers? Absolutely, he did. Was he the best quarterback on the field? Absolutely, it wasn't even close. But that's also more of an indictment on yeah. Kenny Pickett. The problem that I have, like you said, with the concern with the Titans, that the Titans have not, in my opinion, did a good job of putting pieces at a consistent basis. If you look even 
and we're referencing the 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 Tannehill taking somebody's job. That somebody's job was Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota never had a chance. Uh, four coordinators in five years or something of that nature. You tell me a quarterback that can actually succeed doing that. There's not one walking the face of this earth that can succeed with that. But also, he really didn't have anybody to throw to. And I'm looking right now at Will Levis. Okay, you have D-Hop. D-Hop won't be there in three years. Traylon Burst can't stay on the field. Hopefully he gets well. That was a scary hit that he took where he didn't move. That was really scary. I'm glad, you know, he's moving. But unfortunately, it's still he can't stay on the field. You didn't want to pay A.J. Brown. Look how well that worked out for you. You haven't gotten a tight end since Delaney Walker. He was all right, but you, oh, guess what? You didn't want to pay him. That's true, too. You didn't want to. So long as you have this mindset of not paying skill position players, I don't see how Will Levis can be successful if your goal is the chip. I think the Titans would do well enough to remain relevant, but at the same time, I'm concerned about them long-term because you look at Sunshine, who's loading, who's got weapons. You look at um, Anthony Richardson, who does have a Hall of Fame talent. No, not Hall of Fame. Oh, Lord, no. Pro Bowl talent running back. Alex Pierce isn't bad. Jelani Woods isn't a bad player. They're, now, granted, they got some more weapons to get as well. You look at CJ just balling out of control. Only one interception thrown this season. So, obviously, you're going to have to have weapons. And the Titans historically have not provided their quarterbacks with adequate weapons. Do I think the defense is going to be solid? Yes, they're well coached. Mike Vrabel does a great job with a bunch of people that you've never even heard of. Outside of Jeffrey Simons, you've never heard of almost anybody on that team. But yeah, year in, year out, they're a tough team to play. They're physical. They play discipline. They don't beat themselves. Very good team. But I think if your goal is the chip, which every team goal should be, you got to you got to help out Will Levis. I don't want to see the same thing happen to this kid that we've seen happen to many a quarterback over the years, or even in the Titans organization. The Titans, unfortunately, like like I've said before, your best wide receiver was Billy White Shoes Johnson. You can argue Derrick Mason if you want to. That's fine, no problem. Uh, but far as staying with the team and tenure with the team and also producing with the team. Billy White Shoes Johnson is your best wide receiver in franchise history. There is a problem there. But you have had Earl Campbell, Eddie George, and now King Henry. Clearly, you can find a running back, but you can't find nothing else. Who talk, I, like, granted, I don't know how legal it is, but call the Steelers and see if they'll give you any tips on finding wide receivers to develop. Maybe they can help you out. But I like Will Levis's arm. Uh, right now, it definitely proves that I, I was wrong about the kid so far. We'll wait to see if there's when we get more tape on the kid. But I don't think it's going to matter long term if you don't give this kid any weapons. It just it doesn't matter. I agree. Like it, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how this moves forward. Because I just I don't see it ending well. And I feel bad for him because he's done like he looks the part, but it's just it does not look like it's going to go anywhere of note. Um, so now that we've talked about Thursday, I, I feel like 
I want to say this. I think that this was one of the best Sundays of football that we've gotten in years. We, we, I meant to talk about it last week, but we just didn't get to it when we were talking about things. But although the game was not necessarily as exciting as we would have expected, like we started the day at 8.30 in the morning central, Chiefs-Dolphins, 12 o'clock. Seahawks, Ravens, three o'clock, Eagles, uh, Cowboys, Cowboys at Eagles, uh, Sunday night football, Bills at Bengals. Like it was just a great day of football. And I am so very appreciative of it because this week is going to be trash. Please not a trash. Willie, I know you are excited for because you get to actually see some people, but horrible it's man it's bad like ah uh, so I'm, I'm gonna go back to this previous week um and we can talk about the first two games because we kind of feel the same way about those two teams in that the Dolphins I, I will say this this is funny to me so I was at work but I was still paying attention to the game and when they went up 21 to zero right before half, I was like, oh, this is over. Like, this is this is it. Like, they're just that good and that much better. The Chiefs are. And then the Dolphins made somewhat of a game of it. I do believe that having Jalen Ramsey back was a major deal. And I'm I think it means a lot for that team. But when they came, like, I, when I tell you, bruh, I was like, ooh, 21 to zero. Miami ain't doing nothing. Miami ain't going to do nothing. Chiefs kingdom. I'm saying this all to myself as I'm, like, at work. And then they made a game of it. I was like, oh, well, at least Miami, like, you know, tried and made something happen. That, that's a plus. But what were your thoughts on that game? I'll be honest. I hit the PlayStation at, when I saw 21 nothing. That PlayStation beef happened. I didn't watch anything of the second half. It just came to my conclusion that what I thought it was just Miami is the Dallas Cowboys, not a real football team, but just not. They, they, the Miami, the difference between Miami and Dallas is that Miami has a younger quarterback. He hasn't been in the playoffs. He doesn't know how to win yet against good teams. We're not at the point where he just doesn't. He doesn't know how to win yet. So right now, their ceiling is probably. The same as Sunshine's. You're going to lose in the division around the number 15. And that's going to be that on that. That's they're, fair. They're, 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 they're a finesse team. There's nothing wrong with being a finesse team. We we watched. Well, they got eviscerated. Uh, you watched the greatest show on turf. They're a finesse team that won. Granted, that was over 20 years ago. But, shoot, even the Chiefs last year, you wouldn't call the Chiefs a physical team. They're more. They're finesse. They're pretty. Now, they're not pretty as the Dolphins, but no, that's what they are. They're, they're cute. And you don't really fear them in the trenches. You don't. And so that's they're, 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 they're not a real football team. When I say real as in aspirations to win the chip, they're, they'll, they will be a pro. Long as Mike McDaniel is, is the mastermind over there and the pieces that he has, I fully believe – they'll be a perennial playoff team without fail. But that's about far as it's going to go. And the, Chiefs are do- 
and the Chiefs. I'm very impressed with their defense with people other than Chris Jones you've probably never heard of. Um, they're they're extremely like Spags got them rolling, and I'm very impressed by that because that has not been the strong point of the Chiefs. This is by far the worst Chiefs offense we've seen in the Pat Mahomes era. They do need a Tyreek Hill. They do need a wide like we talked about in the previous podcast. We were surprised they did not make a move at a wide receiver to get anything done. But they do have two young young players that they can develop. It's just they got to be ready now, like right now, because the way the AFC is loaded this year is no guarantee that that Pat Mahomes will be able to play all his games at Arrowhead. In fact, let's just call a spade a spade. If it wasn't some for somebody almost, you know, hitting the permanent game over button on the middle of the field, he probably wouldn't have it then because that game did not finish. He probably would not have had home field advantage last year if it wasn't for somebody almost hitting the permanent delete button. Yeah, that's fair. I agree with you. I think that one of the best things that the Chiefs have done, and it speaks to what you want to see, is they went and got uh they've drafted very well over the course of the past few years. Like the players that they have and where they've drafted them and how it's worked has just been really, really good. Um because Trent McDuffie, like every time I see them like mention Trent McDuffie, I'm like. That was a really, really good draft. Like that, that is a pick that I did not expect to be as good as it was, but they have made it work. And it's like, man, y'all are y'all are making that thing happen. Carloftis, I forgot all about Carloftis. Good player. Creed Humphrey, doggone good player. Trey Smith, good player. Sky Moore, who is not great, but still. Not great. He's not, he's not boo-boo. He's not boo-boo. Rice, emerging, emerging player. Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round steal. A total steal. No, they've done a good job developing, draft, like I said, drafting and developing. Kudos to the Chiefs. Definitely kudos to them. Like, this year has not necessarily – um panned out entirely the same way. But, like, you can't hit on every year. But you got Rasheed Rice this year, and that looks like what will be the best one. And I have not seen a lot of Anadike Uzama. But, like, he's been out there, and he's made a couple plays. Um, I thought Trent McDuffie was drafted uh, – Last year, but it looks like uh, he was drafted in what twenty one. I think it was twenty one. Um, no, I don't know when they got him, but they also got like you said, Creed Humphrey and Nick Bolton. Definitely so, top ten in his position. Yeah. So I feel like we've talked, given the Chiefs in Miami a good talking to. Um, the next game. I always think it's funny when the game is is so over that CBS or Fox is like, all right, so ain't no real reason for us to keep showing this. So we're gonna we're gonna go to the other game. And that's what happened with Seattle and 
uh, Seattle and, and the Super Bowl champion Ravens. Yeah, yeah, the future Super Bowl champion Ravens. Yeah, that's true. What were your thoughts on the game, Willie? Well, I believe this. In back-to-back weeks, there's been two NFC teams that made made a trip to Baltimore. People was hype. I mean, when Greeny even said Detroit was the best team in football, I almost crashed my truck when I heard that. I mean, when he said that, oh, Seattle. Then what was that leading up to the game? Oh, Seattle once again, Greeny. Seattle, one of the best teams that nobody's talking about. AP, you know the score, the combined score of those games. Was it seventy-two to six? Yes. Yes. They're not real football teams. I feel like Detroit is more so than um, Seattle. Detroit, I'll say this. If I had to pick, if those two played, I would simply ask, where is the game? Because wherever the game, that's who's winning the game. I think they're that even. I think Seattle is building just like I think Detroit is building. Detroit has a young defense. Seattle has a young defense. The problem is both teams are anchored by quarterbacks that are not long-term answers. They're anchored by I quarterbacks. And unfortunately, defenses do win games, but quarterbacks win rings. Ain't no ring winning going on over there. For both teams, their best-case scenario, in fact, actually, they're probably in the worst-case No, no, no. They'll be good enough. See, the problem is for one of them two, they're going to have to play Dallas in the wild card round. And odds are you're not going to win that game. Not being a homer, not being biased. It's just you're not winning that game. I would pick Detroit over Dallas. No chance in the world. I don't give them a shot at, like, less than zero. I think that's interesting because y'all are no longer the defensive juggernaut without Trayvon Diggs. And I think that with Amon Ra, with Sam Laporta, with um, it's not DeAndre Swift. Is it DeAndre Swift? I mean, if you want oh. to count him, no, 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 he's not there. DeAndre Swift Jameer with the Gibbs. Eagles. With Jameer Gibbs, with um, David Montgomery, I think that I don't have enough faith in the Cowboys to make the right decisions when it matters to overcome how good I I actually think Detroit is by comparison. I think that Dallas is a really good team, but I have no faith in Dallas's ability to actually do what needs to be done and win when it matters. Where I do believe Detroit has what it takes to win at that point in time. So I'll be honest, this is what I heard. I trust Dan Campbell more than I do Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that, that's pretty accurate statement. Okay. So, that being said, if the game is close, I could spot you that. I don't think it will be close. I don't think outside of – like, they have a great offensive line. I think we'll still get to Jared Goff. That's just what I believe. Amon, say, Amon Ra is probably going to eat. Sam Laporta can be neutralized. Um, Jameer Gibbs is a threat out of the backfield, and we can't stop the run at times. I'll spot you that. I don't see a snowball's chance of them stopping us at all, though. And I do mean at all, unless we try to get cute. I don't really see it. And I know we can put up more than six points on the Ravens. We're going to lose. We're going to lose to the Ravens. 
but I can see it's easily putting up more than six. Um, but on the actual game, the Ravens show like, hey, we're we're here. And there was a reason why two years in a row I have picked them to win the Super Bowl. You know, last what? year, some, last year somebody decided to get hurt. True. You know what's even worse, Willie? I'm listening. Lamar Jackson has only scored twice, if I'm not mistaken. No, he only scored once in in that game. They won th- what thirty-seven to three and thirty-seven to three. Lamar Jackson only scored once. Period. Ground or passing. It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that. That's what that's what happens when you have a football team. Now, granted, do I trust the wide receivers? Absolutely not. Um, but no, they're they're a real football team. Baltimore is battle tested. Detroit is not. Seattle's not. Pete Carroll is battle tested, but no, if you look at that team, if you look at Seattle's team, outside of Tyler Lockett, who's played in the playoffs? Mm, almost nobody. You look at Detroit, outside of Jared Goff, who's been in the playoffs? Oh, absolutely nobody. They're not battle tested yet. Their ceiling is a second round exit. And unfortunately, like I said, one of them teams going to have to play my Cowboys. I don't see that going well for them. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so now we're going to go ahead and move on to what was the, I think most people would consider the game of the week. There's been a lot of back and forth about, like, play uh, the refs and plays not getting called and da 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 and da 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 I felt like it's a really good game. I feel like the Eagles collapsed in the fourth quarter, partially because they were trying not to lose. And so they made mistakes that they should not have made. I think Dak played really well. Um, I think that the third quarter being what it was, was the biggest game changer in that there were only three possessions in that quarter and two of them, the Eagles scored touchdowns. You can't like when we talked about it Sunday, you can't have success that way. You're going to generally lose in those situations when in a quarter, you get a single possession. Um, I think it was very telling that Dak probably had one of the best games that he's played and it wasn't enough. Willie, you said from jump, it was the Philadelphia Bulldogs Invitational. I think that this was another proving point of it being the Philadelphia Bulldogs Invitational. Despite them not playing the way that we necessarily want them to, they're eight and one. I don't want to hear much about them not being what we need them to be. They're eight and one. They it don't matter if it's ugly. It don't this ain't college football. Style points don't matter. You win and you win, and that's it. So Willie, what were your thoughts on Cowboys at Eagles? You weren't leaving Lincoln Financial Field with a W. Plain and simple. You had to you had to win by 15 to win by one. And I'll be honest, man. In the third quarter, because that's when I finally got to watch the game. I was doing a little fatherly duties um on Sunday. Uh take your kids to the Hot Wheels show, uh Hot Wheels Monster Truck Show, whenever they come back around. It's pretty cool for the kids. Uh definitely, definitely uh take your child to go do that. Um, but I saw a third quarter drive. There was three plays. All of three did not go the Eagles way. All three of them had a flag to give them automatic first down. 
I turned on my PlayStation. You weren't leaving Lincoln Financial Field with a dub. Granted, do there some things that happen on our end? Did Dallas have penalties? Of course we do. We're Dallas. That's what we do. We have penalties. That's just what happens. We do that. That's how it works. But to me, what it establishes that there is no team coming in there leaving with a dub. San Francisco, Kansas City, Baltimore, doesn't matter. You're not leaving Lincoln Financial Field with a dub. That's just how it's going to go. I'm cool with that. Like you said, I already called the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Bulldogs Invitational. There was a reason why I said that. You ain't beating them folks at the crib. Hang that up. Good luck. I think it's funny you mentioned Kansas City because they don't have to play at the link this year. They get them at Arrowhead. <laughs> oh, so they ain't got to deal with that bull job. Nope. But it's, I mean, it's one of those, we'll see you back at Dallas. We'll see you back at Dallas. It won't matter because the division is already done. That is done. I'll let you. They're 8 and 1. Jalen Hurst is 25 and 2 in his last 20, 27 games. Only Brady, Manning, Montana, and some guy named Jim McMahon that y'all probably have never heard of. Um, Only people to ever do it. Nah, man. Philadelphia Bulldogs invitation, I told y'all months ago. And if you think you're winning the game at the link, Debo can put on all the hoodies he wants to. He can say whatever he wants to about, oh, if we had a court. You're not winning a game at the link. You're not. Stop it. Stop it. You got a better ch- – let me put it like this. You got a better chance of trading for Sunshine after the trade deadline than you do winning at the link. But we'll get them in Dallas. It'll be inconsequential, like I said, for the division race, but we'll get them at the crib. It might not be. Y'all – There's a very real chance that y'all win your next one, two, three, four, five games. To put y'all at 10 and 3. Mm-hmm. There's also a very real chance that the Eagles lose their next five games. Their next four games. Very unrealistic. Did you forget who they play? Next four games? Yep. I don't think it matters who they play. They're not losing four straight. You you're right. And with your so, with your idea that they're not losing at the link, they're at Kansas City. They home, might lose that. Yeah. Home against the Bills. Oh, <laughs> good luck. Home against good, the Bills. Revenge game? Really? Even though they won the first time? Revenge game? Okay, good luck. And at the Cowboys. They'll they'll go 2-2. Two and two. I think we I think we beat them at at our house. I think fifteen gets them at their house. Josh Allen, we've unfortunately seen it looks like I hope I'm wrong. Looks like the decline of Josh Allen. The team is getting worse. You're, they're not beating Philadelphia at the link. Uh, San Francisco, uh, all that stuff they was well Ashley just Debo, all the stuff they was talking. Um, now you have your quarterback. Um, they finna get the crap knocked out of them. I really do. Their their weakness, I've been calling it for a while now, has been their corners. You just got to be able to attack them and leave Fred Warner alone. Leave that man alone. So that's, I mean, it's it's, it's simple, but it's complicated. Like, it's, it's easy for me to say attack the corners, 
but you got to have the people to do it, and the Eagles have the people to do it. They're for, they're for, the Eagles' offensive line is like top three in the league. They were our receiver core. Their receiving core, if you include the tight end, is probably top five-ish. There's no reason for them not to beat the 49ers, considering it's been proven you could shred them. So, I, no, no, not at all. No, 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 they have no chance. The you Bills, no chance. You say that. At this point, the Eagles are underdogs in each of their next four games. Okay, this is the same Vegas that made the Giants – now, granted, that was correct – made the Giants underdogs against the Raiders. Now, granted, no, Vegas – this, is, this isn't well, – this is ESPN's power, power index. Oh, I thought we were talking about Vegas. No, but Vegas is probably very similar. But the power index has them losing each of the next four games. So, they're – Although it's slim, there is a chance that they lose their next four and y'all win y'all next five and they're eight and five and you're ten and three. That would be weird. I mean, I'm going to tell something that I'm going to tell you something that I know you're going to disagree with and I believe. I don't honestly believe it because, you know, Cowboys – there's a very real chance y'all don't lose another game this year. But what we have left, because I'm thinking we still got to play Miami. We still have to play Buffalo. We still got to play the Eagles. You want me to At- tell you? I don't, I know we got Seattle. Don't we got Detroit as well? So you got Giants Nick, this coming week. We're not going to count that. That's a dub. At Carolina the following week. The super dub. Washington at home. Who cares? Dub. Seattle at home. Oh, we get them at the crib? I thought we had to go there. Oh, we get them at the crib? Oh, they're not a real football team. Dub. Philadelphia at home. Philadelphia? Dub. At Buffalo. Uh-uh. 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 No. In no. December. In December. No. Us? Us at Orchard Park? Man, but, please. But, like, they're there's a possibility, like with what, like with Buffalo having the weaknesses that they do right now. Is is where's the Miami game? At Miami. Oh man, please. We're gonna be too busy drinking mimosas. I think it's gonna be weird because y'all go from at Buffalo to at Miami. Talking about climate change, Lord bless. Like it. y'all might, like everybody might just be sick. Like. <laughs> The whole yeah, you could have a whole team sick after that Miami game. You really could have a whole team sick. Home against Detroit. I the problem is the Seattle Detroit mix. I think it's better we lose one of those games. Both of them are at home though. When have we ever protected the crib? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Oh, and again. After that Miami game, half the team gonna be sick. Half the team gonna be sick because that no, that like granted, the, I don't get me wrong. I think the NFL does a great job of actually scheduling. I think they do a fantastic job. But to give a team at Buffalo at Miami in December, 
in December. Like you're asking for the team to have pneumonia, the flu, like whatever you can come up with that's weather related illnesses. Um that is weird. Yeah. Now granted, I'd rather do it that way than the other way. What, at Miami and then at Buffalo? Yes. I can get you that. I get it. Um, and then final game is at Washington. It doesn't matter. So, like, you you generally feel like y'all will lose probably two games in this stretch. But if I told y'all y'all if I told you y'all went undefeated during that stretch, it's not that hard to imagine. I could see it. It's just that, as you know, we'll find a way to screw it up. Yep. But given that schedule, even though for a lot of teams that will be looked at as murderers row, um, because if you look at it, you're, you're talking about a bunch of playoff teams like that. You're talking about Miami, that's one. Buffalo, that's two. Philadelphia, three. Um, the Bills, four. Miami, five. Uh, did I you say Miami? You said Miami and Buffalo twice. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Miami, Buffalo, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Detroit. Seattle. So that's five. And no, it's six. Who's the sixth one? I missed it. Wait, Seattle, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Yeah, you're right. It's five. It's five. So for a lot of teams, there will be murderers row, but for us, no. But also, the problem is with with Dallas, as you know. We could beat anybody, but we could also lose to anybody. Like, if you tell me we somehow lost all those games, I will be shocked, but I'll be like, what do we do wrong? We must do something really stupid. That's fair. It's entirely fair. So, next, we're going to talk about Monday night. Um, I didn't really watch Monday night. I didn't see a point in watching Monday night. Like, I, I kind of kept up with it to see where it was going, but – I think it was a real it was a catch 22. It was it was a weird kind of trap game-ish type deal because we've seen how good the Jets defense is. We also understand how bad the Chargers pass defense is. So you would assume Zach Wilson would be able to take advantage of a bad going against a bad pass defense while his defense stood up against a pretty good Chargers offense. Only one of those things came true. So, yeah. Willie, you, you, you specifically want to talk about this game. So, what were your thoughts on the Monday night debacle that was Jets versus Chargers? Side note, I do want to put this out there. Singing Arnold Schwarzenegger, feed a donkey live on TV was hilarious. Man, it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I I don't put anything past him. I mean, the man literally was an immigrant, came over here, became a bodybuilder, became a movie star, ran for governor, actually won the thing, and and now literally just doing side quests at this point. Uh, so kudos to him. Um, this was the worst game in Zach Williams Wilson's career. This was the worst. And I know his coach had his back by saying it wasn't. And by the numbers, it was not. It actually was not the worst game. By the numbers, it was not. It's inside. The, it's the mental aspect that makes this the worst. Because the Jets, lack of better term, was riding high. Last time I checked, if I'm not mistaken, they won three straight games. Even in the loss against Pat Mahomes, he had grew up. 
We watched him grow up in front of our eyes. He had some quality wins. And then Monday night happened. And Monday night, it looked like he had totally regressed. All that good... There's a saying. I think it's in the military. It says, all it takes is one, I'll say, uh-oh, to kill a thousand attaboys. Good jobs. And unfortunately, that's the case for Zach Wilson. Because... Now all the negative is back. All the he can't play, all of this is back because of what they saw. This, the Jets defense is phenomenal. I, w- I actually want to say it is the best unit in all of football, maybe all of sports. That's how good this defense is, and it is completely wasted. And the problem was you see Zach, they tried to – do what I suggested them to do was to get their backs in the passing game. Poor Dalvin Cook, by the way. Goodness gracious. Get the man some more touches, please. I understand Brees Hall is amazing. He is amazing. But let's keep the tread on his tires by using Dalvin Cook more. But they tried to get their running backs the ball more often. It didn't work. But all of this wasn't on Zach, though. And I'm going to get back to it. There was one play in particular I was just like, wow, Zach is really – regressed but Zach had a bunch of drops not necessarily him the quarterback but the team had a bunch of drops Garrett Wilson had a fumble he didn't tuck the ball away he had a very costly fumble the offensive line was being the Jets offensive line they was auditioning like they're the Giants or something and I understand it was frustrating to watch because at one point in time you see the Jets with 19 pass attempts and 12 rushing attempts. And on the face value, you're looking at it like, well, why are they doing that? Why are they not running the ball? Well, if you run the ball every time on first down against any defense, eventually you're going to be running 2.5 yards a carry. So you try to open it up by keeping the defense guessing, which is what the Jets tried to do. And I couldn't fault them for it. But it just wasn't working. Whether it was an inaccurate throw, a penalty here, somebody getting blocked. No, somebody not getting blocked. Let me say that. It was just like, wow. It it almost had me wondering, like, you know, AP, I talk about curses a lot. Did the Jets owner get this team in a very inconspicuous kind of way? Did Did he do somebody dirty? Like... There's got to be a curse here or something because this is, this is, it was awful. But then you see the potential because you see the ball zip out of, when he has time, zip out of Zach Wilson's hands. I'm talking about come out, pow, quick release on a rope. He has some good throws. And then you have the fumble. You have the, the holding penalty. You have the sack. You have the, then this one play where, Zach Wilson and he he's overthinking. It's clearly in his head. He's overthinking. You you have a first down if you run right dead ahead because for some reason the defensive line parted like the Red Sea. Instead of just running forward, he flips it to the running back, which is like two yards in front of him, who has the defender right on his back. And I'm like, you just could have ran. It was it. The hope is gone now. That's what I saw last night. The hope is gone. The most hope is what you saw in pregame with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball on a 
towing Achilles or healing Achilles, whatever's going on with him. Hopefully makes a speedy recovery. But I think after last night, the hope is gone. So I I don't think the hope is gone entirely because there's still a belief that Aaron will come back. And although Zach looked as bad as he did on Monday, I think there's still a belief that hopefully, hopefully they'll do enough to keep them afloat enough for Aaron to get back because there's a belief that, oh, we can just get Aaron back. We can just get Aaron back. That'll be enough. That'll be enough. And it's like, ah. But you got to give Aaron something to come back to. And like you said, you have the league's worst pass defense. Can't stop a nosebleed. And here you are jetting it up. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think that let's say Aaron comes back December 10th. No, no, December 17th. At that point, there's a very real possibility that the Jets are six and seven. Who are the two wins? Raiders no, three. and Falcons. Raiders and Falcons, I could see that. Okay, fine. Beats. Beat the Ravens, lose to the Dolphins, lose to the Bills, beat the Falcons. They got the Texans. I don't know. We don't know anymore, do we? No. Um, Aaron comes back at the Dolphins. They win that one. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They finish the season out with Commanders, Browns, Patriots. That Commanders game is going to be rough. It's at home. The Chargers game was at home. True. But Aaron would be back. Um, but I'll be honest. I hope, I hope I'm wrong, dude. I don't think it matters if he comes back. I mean, I agree with you. Um, I don't like the idea that he's acting as if coming back from a torn Achilles is just so easy. And he just got it like that, that his whatever medicine he's on is going to heal his body. Like, I just, that's a load of, yeah. Anyway, one thing that I heard, I think it was today, that, Jeff Saturday said that was intriguing was Greeny was like, oh, he's out there throwing 50-yard bombs on this Achilles. It might be he, he is ready in enough time. And Saturday was like, take that with a grain of salt. I've seen Aaron Rodgers before. His arm was always going to be the last thing to go, and he's always had the type of arm where torn Achilles or not, he can make that throw. He can. And so I think that that'll be really telling. And then you had like Derwin James Slick laughing at the main last night when he was like, um, when you coming back, just give me a few more weeks. Really? Like that's what you're going to like just a few more weeks, a few more fortnights, as he said, I think on Pat McAfee. Like I don't th- I agree with you. I don't think it'll matter. I don't think that he'll be able to come back this year. Um I also don't think that there's a reason for it. Like, I don't think he'll be back and fully healthy enough to make a difference. Um, I also think that I don't think that they are necessarily cursed, but I think one of the worst things that happened was they went all in on the Aaron Rodgers train, and in going all in on the Aaron Rodgers train, there was nothing left 
for if it didn't work with Aaron Rodgers. Like, you can't even look at Nathaniel Hackett and be like, you're such a bad offensive coordinator because Nathaniel Hackett was hired for one job. And that job has not happened. And I think for the most part, I think it's just mind games. I think he knows he can't come back, but he's going to try. Uh, he's definitely going to try. And I commend him for doing so. I commend his belief. Uh, if you got that much belief in yourself, I, I commend it. I respect the confidence. I do. Do I think it's a crock of bull? Yeah, I do. Um, but if that many people will 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 you know listen to you and give you that type of platform for you to express yourself like that, fine, so be it. But I also believe this, Kevin Durant. Very true. And I listen, Very true. And I and some of our listeners will wonder why am I bringing up Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant sprained his knee. He rested, probably should have been out much longer than what it was. But all of a sudden, you're down 2-1 against the Raptors. We need you, bro. We need you, bro. Then he came back, lit it up for about 10 minutes. You couldn't guard the man. There goes Achilles. And we all know, had he just rested, it wouldn't have popped. I think, unfortunately, if Aaron Rodgers tries this, it's going to behind that offensive line. And like we said, we said previously, he didn't tag David Bacciari for no reason in that photo months ago. He tries it. I think he'll pop it again. And if he pops it again, I think that'll be the last we ever see of Aaron Rodgers. And with that in mind, Kevin Durant didn't pop his the first time. He had a calf injury, but he didn't. Originally, it didn't pop. Mm-hmm. So with Aaron Rodgers, you are right. He he is trying to get it to come back, and there's a chance it's gonna pop again and be worse. Yes, there's a, there's a saying that's going around lately. Call F around and find out. Yep, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna do that, but I understand what he's doing. I understand the mind games, and I respect it. But at the same time. Like you said, they've went all in with Mr. Rogers. And unfortunately, I'll be honest, they don't really have the weapons either. I'm not saying everybody should be like the Eagles or even the Bengals. But I do, I will say this. If they can, and as much talent as there is in this league, you should be able to have something close. And I don't, and I feel like a lot of teams don't have that, and the Jets are being one of them. But I also do believe even with even if Rodgers comes back, I think you need 10 to get in. There is no scenario that you even brought up where they could have 10. The only way you don't have to have 10 to get in is if, if the AFC North completely eats each other alive. Other than that, I believe you need 10. The Jets ain't getting 10. I agree. I, I agree with that. Um, the final thing that I want to hit real quick, the games this week. They're bad. They're just they're, they're so bad. And like I know you you don't agree because you kind of want us you have a desire to see some of them. But looking at this this lineup, particularly the um what is it? The um primetime lineup. Yeah, so we got Panthers versus Bears on Thursday night. It's not a game that inspires people to be like, oh yeah. I got to tune into that game. Sunday night, we got Jets Raiders. Again, not a game anybody's like, oh, yeah, 
Got to see these two really bad teams go at it. And Monday night, we get Broncos Bills, which the general idea is the Bills going to run, run rough shot over the Broncos, and it's not going to be enjoyable. It's just – it's not a good I mean, play to games. I will say this. From a eye – from a sexiness appeal, the best game you have is at noon with – San Francisco traveling to play Sunshine. That is about your best game. Even even will it the the early morning game. It's Colts Patriots. Okay, hold on, hold on. That game in theory wasn't gonna be that bad. It wasn't. It's just, <laughs> it's just Anthony Richardson decided to get hurt. Mac Jones decided to look like exactly who I thought he was, and the Patriot way just seems like it's not there unless. Number 12 was there. So, you, in theory, going into the season, that wasn't a bad game. You expected the defense to, the Patriots defense to still be effective, which for the most part it is, despite losing their two best defensive players. But it wasn't supposed to be bad. Jet said Raiders is intriguing. Like, how will Zach Wilson respond? You have the Antonio Pierce storyline here. How are they going to respond with him at the helm? Uh, Okay, Broncos Bills do seem like a dud, but the Broncos have new life now after beating Pat Mahomes. So, I mean, imagine the talk, at least in Colorado, that, hey, we beat Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen in back-to-back weeks. Well, not back-to-back, but two out of three. Back-to-back games. Back-to-back games for them, yeah, because they were off last week. So, I, I think that there's some intrigue there. It's just, it's not, there. Oh, I'll be honest, it's not sexy. It's not sexy, it's not. Yeah. But you do have some storylines there. They're, they're, they're not good storylines. They're, they're not good storylines at all. But, you know, we're going to watch and we're going to see what happens. But that is all the time we have this week for the All Purpose NFL Podcast with AP and Trey. You can find us on all podcasting platforms. Continue to check us out and as always, we thank you for listening and have a good one.